progress. We're up to the beginning of Daftsadi Hey Amid Aleph Uminolan. Second line. Just to review, the Mishnah had said that if a man is told that his wife died and he marries his sister in law and then his wife comes back, he's allowed to go back to his wife. Meaning, although when a woman lives with someone based on a similar situation, she would not be allowed to go back to her husband because it's considered adultery and it's not considered rape because she should have looked into it better, right? As we've had in the previous Mishnayas. But in the case where he, the wife didn't do anything wrong, right? There's no reason to ask the wife. Again, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the presumption. There's no reason to ask the wife because what did the wife do? You're going to say, well, he lived with the wife and her sister. But it wasn't marriage. The wife didn't commit adultery. There's no reason to ask the wife. Now the Gemara wants to know, what is the source? Tedes Daf is as clearly as you can. What's the source that if he accidentally lives with the wife's sister and then the, wife's, the wife shows up, he can go back to being with his wife? Uminol, and how do I know this? In this case, because one witness said, uh, a, a witness has told him, two witnesses actually, witnesses told him that his wife had died. So, from his presumption, his wife has, was dead, so he lived with his sister-in-law, Behetzer, from his perspective. He, he waited the time period, potentially, yeah, he waited. All these things, he did nothing wrong. And then the wife shows up, the halachas, he's allowed to go back to his wife, because again, the wife did nothing wrong, and even though he might have accidentally sinned, but that doesn't affect his relationship with his wife. Minolan, how do I know this? Deloya Sira, Detanya. Oisa, the Pasuk describes a woman committing adultery. Oisa shchivata arsarasa. If a woman lives with someone, then she's not allowed to go back to her husband. But... His, but his sister living with the husband doesn't. Okay. Now, why would I think it's a problem? What did the wife do? Like, what, what's the Havamina? So the Gemara says, I could actually have a Kavachaymer. It's an interesting Kavachaymer, and we'll see what the Kavachaymer is towards the end of the Amid. I would have a Kavachaymer making it that the wife cannot be with the husband anymore. What would the Kavachaymer be? Now, what the words mean is if you do a lesser Avera, if in a lesser Avera, living together, creates a prohibition to the one that starts the ball rolling, in this case, which is the wife's sister, which is even more severe, it should create a problem for the one who starts the ball rolling. What I mean is over here, every relationship has, has someone that's prohibited and then has someone that causes the prohibition. Okay? This is almost by my desk. I don't know. Who's this? I don't know. So, is it it's probably Shul. So, it's, it's like this. A married woman, yeah? She's usher to the whole world. Who causes that isser? Her husband. Right? The husband is, is the cause of that isser. The wife's sister, what causes her to be usher? What causes the wife's sister to be usher is the wife. Yeah? So this is the following cheshman. I'm going to tell you the conclusion of the Gemara. The Gemara is going to have three or four possibilities in the end of the Amid, But Rashi just says this is the conclusion. This is why I would think it would be a problem if the man lived with his sister-in-law accidentally. This is why I would think Kabbalah should be a problem. If Aishas Ish, which is not as severe, we'll see why it's not so severe. If Aishas Ish, if a woman who's married and lives with someone, she cannot be with her husband anymore, the, the, the cause of the Isser, which is the husband becomes prohibited, then 
your wife's sister, which is even a more severe prohibition, if the husband is with the wife's sister, it should cause the one who creates the problem, which is, in this case, the wife, she should be usher. Meaning, if adultery creates a problem for the wife, then living with the wife's sister should be, create a problem for the wife. Now, wh- why the wife? Because she's the cause of it. She's the cause of it. Every relationship has the one that's prohibited and then the cause of that isser. Like a, a married woman. Who's usher? The married woman. What causes it? The husband. So if a married woman commits adultery, the husband becomes off limits. So the wife's sister, who's well, usher? Who's the wife's sister. What causes it? The wife. So if the wife's sister create, it has, uh, it doesn't have error, the wife should be prohibited. Now, that's the conclusion of the Gemara, and it's, again, the actual Lashon of the Gemara is, if a small Avera creates a prohibition, a larger Avera, your wife's sister, all the more so. Why a small Avera, the Gemara's conclusion is that that's referring to Eish and the Gemara will explain why that is. But that's why I would have thought that if you live with your wife's sister, you're never allowed to go back to your wife, and again, Kamash will know the Pasuk says it's, it's mother. Now, so we had in our Mishnah that if a man lives with his wife's sister, he can go back to his wife. That was the conclusion of the Gemara, the, of our Mishnah. Amr of Yehuda, of Yehuda actually explains, Yehuda says like this, if a man lives with his mother-in-law, he's not allowed to be with his wife. If you live with your mother-in-law, you're not allowed to go back to your wife. That's, Rabbi Yehuda says, accepted by Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, based on a Pasuk. What's the Machloikis, Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai, which we did not know there was a Machloikis. He's introducing a Machloikis, Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai. Rav Yudha says, this statement that you just made in our Mishnah, that if you live with your sister-in-law, you're allowed to go back to your wife, is actually a machleikis b'shamay b'shil. So b'shamay b'shil agree <coughs> that if you live with your mother-in-law, you can't go back to your wife. The machleikis is if you live with your sister-in-law. B'shamay says, if you live with your sister-in-law, your wife's off-limits. Not like our Mishnah. B'shil says, no, she's mother, like our Mishnah. So our Mishnah is actually a machleikis b'shamay b'shil. Okay. Rav Yaisi has a different version. He says, no. Rav Yaisi says, no. Everyone agrees if you live with your sister-in-law, you're allowed to be with your wife, like our Mishnah. But B'sham Ebesel agree to that. What's the Machleikas? The Machleikas is, if you live with your mother-in-law, that's the Machleikas. So if you the holds, if you live with your mother-in-law, everyone agrees it's a problem, and the Machleikas is wife-sister. And he's saying, no, wife-sisters, everyone agrees, and the Machleikas is mother-in-law. It's a role reversal. Now the Gemara explains, now, Rav Yossi said that if you live with your wife's sister, everyone agrees that you can go back to your wife, which is like our Mishnah. Why? So we had a Pasuk, but he actually wants to give a Svara. That again, if you live with your wife's sister, you can go back to your wife. He says everyone agrees it's fine. Again, what you did was wrong, but that doesn't affect your relationship with your wife. And we had a Pasuk before. We had a, a Drasha, but Rav Yossi wants to give a Svara behind this. Rav Yossi says like this. Rav Yaisi says, let, let's analyze a man and a woman for a second. When both are single, right, you have a man and a woman who are single. She's mutter to every man, he's mutter to every woman. So they both start off mutter. Single people. Kodsha, the second they give kedushin to each other. She becomes usher to every man. He becomes usher to her relatives. Right, so they both become usher when they when they exchange when they when they have kedushin. 
Meruba Isser Shasra Isser Shasra Soi. However, who created a bigger problem? The man. Because she's now usher to every man, and he's only usher to her relatives. So they both created an Isser on each other, but his Isser is way bigger. Meaning he created a much bigger Isser on her than she created on him. Okay. Shabaylam Kitch Shehu Asura Bakalanashim. Because he created an Isser for her that she's not allowed to marry every man. So that three billion people are off limits. And she Assered him to her relatives, which is 20 people. So they both created an Isser, but he created obviously a much wider, much vaster problem. And therefore you can make the following Kavl the Gemara makes the following Svara. If he created a much bigger problem, and that is asking her on every married man, and if she lives with a married man accidentally, right? let's say she's told that her husband dies, and she does it, what's the halacha? She's allowed to go back to her husband. So if her iser, which is so much wider... Right? It's all the men in the world. And if she does it accidentally, she can go back to her husband. So his Isser, which is her relatives, which is much smaller in scope, if he makes a mistake accidentally, then he can go back to her. So that's the source that if a man lives with a wife's sister accidentally, he can go back. Because if adultery accidental is not going to end the marriage, right? Accidental adultery, adultery meaning because we perceive it as rape or however we, you know, that the posture says why. So if accidental adultery, we're not going to end the marriage, then accidental, her relatives, we're not going to end their marriage either. Now that's only accidental. What if he lives with the wife's sister on purpose? The Allah is that if you live with your wife's sister on purpose, you still can go back to your wife. It doesn't affect. The wife's sister and the wife are not related. So we now have a kavachoymer, a svara to say that if a man lives with his wife's sister accidentally, he's allowed to go back to the wife. How do I know that if he lives with her on purpose, it's the same halacha? So that we have a pasuk. Remember, we had a pasuk before. That's where the pasuk comes in. Meaning, we have a pasuk to say that if you live with your wife's sister, you can go back to your wife. But there's also a svara. The svara is for accidental. The pasuk is for on purpose. The Gemara says, Shogag that's why you have a pasuk. Just did it. It doesn't affect his wife. He'll get the death penalty, but I'm saying, uh, uh, and and. <laughs> no, well, I'm saying, I'm saying. Well, nowadays there's no death penalty. The point is, if a man just lives with his wife's sister. If he marries his wife's sister, then, I mean, Kedusha's not typhus. Right, so if he lives with his wife's sister, we don't force him to get anything today. We're not going to force him to give a good. It's an interesting question. If he did it on purpose, would Bezdin, it seems, it's, it's, uh, 70, I just want to see. The Kabbalah, yeah, uh, we had in the beginning of the daf. Yeah, um, the biblical prohibition 
A man who deliberately cohabited with his wife's sister is not prohibited to his wife by biblical law. Not per- right, okay. But that's what you're just saying it is. No, no, no. Meaning, when the Torah says you're not allowed to be with the wife's sister, what the Torah is saying is it's also if you be with your wife's sister. That's true. If you are, it doesn't affect your marriage with your wife. Okay. I mean... Well, no, it affects it emotionally, and you'll have a very awkward Shabbos table and an awkward Hanukkah party, but... It's worse. But it just doesn't... But It's worse, but it's not related to his wife. Like, yeah, it's it's horrible. The Gemara calls it an Isr Chomer. It's actually more severe than, than a married woman, because a married woman ends with divorce. Your wife's sister does not end with divorce. It's only permitted upon death. So... It's in a way more severe, but it doesn't affect the wife. The point is, from the wife's perspective, she's like, I forgive him. There are certain relationships that are assured to have, but the other exactly. don't necessarily assure the marriage. Exactly, or, exactly. Or, now, the Gemara says like this. Let's get to the two dots. Then the fun starts. Amrav Ami, Amrav Shlokish. My time is the Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda said that if a man lives with his mother-in-law, everyone agrees, Beisham Basil agree, the marriage is off. What, 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 why does that end the marriage? Why living with your mother-in-law does that in the marriage? Like, well, what's Sister-in-law, not. Mother-in-law, yes. What's the shaykhs? So the answer is, the Pasuk says, The Pasuk describes that if a man lives with his wife and his mother-in-law, the, the, the Pasuk says, they shall be burnt. Meaning, the mother-in-law and the wife. Let me ask you a question. Why should the wife get burnt? She didn't do anything wrong. Kill the guy, kill the mother-in-law. What did the, what, what did the wife do? So the answer is, when it says burnt the wife, what it means is she gets burnt in other ways. She doesn't get the death penalty, but her marriage is off. That's the Torah's basically way of saying that if you live with your mother-in-law, it affects the wife. How does it affect the wife? The marriage is canceled. The marriage is ended. Uh, so that, that's the point. Oisoyvesen means that uh, it affects the wife. Yes, maybe not for the death penalty, but it affects the wife that the marriage, that the wife is now also to the husband. Why should the wife get burned? She didn't do anything wrong. The answer is, The answer is, the Pasuk is saying that she's also to her husband uh, now uh, from doing this. Okay. Let's just get to the two dots. We do not pass in that way. We actually pass in that if you live with your mother-in-law, you could stay together. So no worries. So you don't have to stress about that. So the marriage is still permitted. So that's a good thing. The Gemara says, There was a person in the times of Rav Yehuda. I'm assuming this is Rav Yehuda the Amora. Uh, yeah, this is Rav Yehuda the Amora. There was a woman, who, there was a man who lived with his mother-in-law. So, Asir Rav Yehuda Nagdi, Rav Yehuda gave him lashes. There was no death penalty at that point, because this is after the Chorban. So he gave him lashes. And he said, if we didn't, if, if not for... Shmuel saying we don't pass in the review that I would have passed in the review that I would have answered you on your wife. But we don't pass in that way. So you're allowed to go back to your wife. Okay. Okay, let's just refocus. Two sugis before the daf ends. Okay, so far, so good. Sugya number two, and that is we had before that if a man lives with his sister in law accidentally or even on purpose, it does not affect the relationship. Him and his wife are permitted. And the Gemara says, and there's a Pasuk. The Gemara says, if not for this Pasuk, I would actually make a Kaval Chaimer. Let me explain the Kaval Chaimer, and then I'll tell you, the Gemara is going to fill it in. The Kaval Chaimer is as follows. If a lesser Avera prohibits the prohibitor, 
a larger Avera, your wife's sister, prohibits the prohibitor, your wife. Every, your wife's sister is prohibited. What causes her to be prohibited to you? The wife, because she's the one who triggered the Isser. So if a smaller Avera prohibits the prohibitor, then the greater Avera, your wife's sister, should definitely prohibit the wife. Now, what is the lesser Avera? I know that there's, again, there's like a, it's like a, a riddle. If the lesser Avera prohibits, the greater Avera prohibits. Now, the greater Avera is your wife's sister. That we know. That's the Kavachomer. If the lesser Avera prohibits, the greater Avera should definitely prohibit. That should prohibit your wife. That's your wife's sister. If you live with your sister, it should prohibit. What's the lesser Avera? So I told you when we did the Gemara before, it's Eshesish. That is the conclusion from the Gemara. The conclusion of the Gemara at the end of this daf, at the end of this Amid, on the next line, the next line, the first line on the next page, is that the lesser of Eira is Eshesish. So that this would... Because Eshesish is not as severe as your wife's sister because Eshesish ends by through divorce or death. Your wife's sister does not. So th- this is the riddle. It's a lesser of Eira because it ends. Any prohibition that ends by definition means it's not as severe. Right? If you could remove something, it's not as, the stain is not as bad. Or divorce. You could divorce. I'm saying Ish is not as severe. Your wife's sister does not become permitted upon divorce. Ish does. So therefore, Ish is perceived as less severe as comparison to other arayas. So this is how you'd fill in the riddle with the conclusion. If a lesser aver, if Ish when the woman lives with someone, the prohibitor, the husband, becomes prohibited, becomes Aser. So your wife's sister should definitely Aser your wife. That's, that's the conclusion of the Gemara. But we got to go through like three or four Havaminas before we get there. Okay. So let's, let's, let's go through this. My Iser Kal, what does it mean a lesser Avera? That the lesser Avera creates a prohibition, your wife's sister, Kavachomer. What's the lesser Avera? Amr of Chizda, Machzer Grushaso Mishanisis. Uh, it's a Machsa Grushaso. Option number one is Machsa Grushaso. What this means is, you divorce a woman, she marries someone else. When she marries someone else, she's now usher to you, right? You can never take her back, right? Because she married someone else, so she'll be your Machsa Grushaso, right? She's usher to you, and what causes the prohibition? Her second husband. If you do marry her again, you do the Aver of marrying her again, she can't go back to her second husband because that would be Machsa Grushaso for him. So this would be the, the Kavachomer. If Machser Grushaso, if you do the Aver Machser Grushaso, it creates an Isser on the second husband. Kavachomer, your wife's sister. That, that's attempt number one of plugging in the riddle. Could you just repeat that again, please? Your, a Machser means you divorce a woman, she marries someone else, you can never take her back. Right. She's also to you right. because of her second husband. Right. If you do marry her again, She's now ushered to her second husband. The second husband can never take her back because she's now, it's the Master Grushaso for him. Meaning because he divorced her and I married her. Married, not, not living. Married. The second time. Yeah, I married her a second time. Within sin. Ex- no, 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 no. It's a love. I mean, the point is, so if I marry her a second time, I do the Aver Master Grushaso, it creates an Isser. It creates an Isser on the prohibitor, the second husband. The second husband can never take her back because she's now... His Masa Grushaso, you understand? So that's riddle number one. If Masa Grushaso creates an Isser, Kavachomi, your sister in law. Now here's the problem with that. Let me just read it inside. Bola hai asr la hai, bola idach asr la hai. Here's the problem. So you're going to say the following Kavachomer that if I live with my sister in law, my wife should be prohibited. Why? Kavachomer from Masa Grushaso. If I take back my divorcee, 
she becomes usher to her second husband. Kavachomer, my wife should be usher if I live with her sister-in-law. It's not exactly comparable for a couple of reasons. First of all, Masagrushaso, how many women are there that we're dealing with? How many players? Just one. She did Navera. You're trying to compare it to our case, which is I'm prohibiting someone's wife because you lived with the wife's sister, even though the wife did nothing wrong. So it's not comparable. Also, Masagrushaso is a much wider Avera. It's more wider. It's not as severe, but it's much wider. If, if, she, if I divorce a woman, when can I not take her back? If she marries someone, who? Any man on planet Earth. As opposed to your wife's sister, which is just us or with one person. So that's also, you know, and also Masa Grushaso is forever. There's no way to undo that. Your wife's sister becomes permitted upon your wife's death. So these three make it not comparable. Okay. So the Gemara says, So she did the Avera, as opposed to our scenario, we were trying to prohibit the wife because of what the wife's sister did. It's also affected by much more men. Masagrushaso is affected by any man. It's triggered by any man. And it's an Isra that lasts forever, which is not the case with your wife's sister, which becomes permitted upon death of your wife. So it's not comparable. Okay, so attempt number one is thrown out. Again, we're trying to plug in that riddle of a lesser Avera creates a prohibition, Kavachomer, a greater Avera. So we attempt number one was Masagrushaso. We just threw it out. Let's go to attempt number two. Elamere Shalakash Yavama. Okay, a Yavama. A woman who's waiting to do Yivam. So she's Usr to everyone. Who caused the Avera? The Yavam, the Zika from the Yavam. If that woman lives with another man, she lives with Yanam, yeah? According to Rav Hamnuna, she can never go back to her, her yavam, right? It's like, it's like living with a married woman. So if a lesser Avera, if living with a lesser Avera creates a prohibition, meaning if you live with a yavama instead of her doing yivam, it creates a prohibition, i.e. that she cannot do yivam anymore, kavachom your wife's sister. So the, correct, but the, the point is, so attempt number two is we're plugging in, it's yavam, it's yivama. A, wooden, a woman awaiting to do yivam, so if you live with her, she can't go back to her husband, her yavam, kavachoymer, your wife's sister. That's attempt number two. The Gemara says, Elamri shlokish yavama. The case of yavama. Yavam laman. Who's the yavama? Who are you trying to prohibit her? Ilay malachar kadar amnuna davra amnuna. Shemeres yavam shezinsa sur liyavama. Malivama shekinid magufisur beroiv. You have the same problems. It's not comparable. The Yavama did something wrong herself, as opposed to over here, you're trying to ask your wife because you lived with your wife's sister. It's not, it's not comparable. Also, the Yavama is also to every man. Your wife's sister is only also to you. So it's, again, it's not comparable. So attempt number three at the riddle. Again, the riddle is if, a, if, if doing a lesser Avera creates a prohibition, Kavachom, your wife's sister should prohibit your wife. Attempt number three is... Of Oh, here's the attempt number three. You have a woman who's waiting to do yibam. She has four brothers, yeah? She could do yibam to any of the brothers. Yeah? They're all permitted to her. One of them gives kedushin, does maimer. We haven't heard maimer in a while, right? One of them does maimer, gives kedushin. What's the halacha? She's not allowed to marry rabbinically any of the brothers. Because it's like she started the process with one of them. If she lives with one of the brothers, she can't go back to the one who did kedushin. So that's the example of a lesser Avera triggering. 
that if 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 a lesser avera meaning a woman who's waiting to do yibum who did kedushin with one if she lives with one of the brothers she can never go back to that original brother kavachom your wife's sister should be also should also your wife. That's attempt number three at plugging in. The problem with that, um, well, let's just read inside. Ela yivam laachin ava b'maimer hayaser la dahai bolel idach aser la dahai. Here's the problem. Um, we're looking for the riddle. The riddle is, if in a lesser Avera, a man lives with a woman and it creates a prohibition, Kavacham, your wife's sister. So now you're saying, what's the case? The case is, a woman waiting to do Yibam did Kedushin with one of the brothers, and then she lived with another brother. So when she lived with the other brother, she became Aser to the one who did Kedushin, Kavachamir. The problem is, why do you have to say they live together? Even if they didn't live together, the same result would be if he gave her Chalitza. Uh, you have four brothers. One does kedushin to the woman to, waiting to do yibum, and then one of the brothers doesn't live with her. He does chalitza. Is she usher to all of them? Yeah. So you actually—it's not comparable. It's not a good answer for the riddle. The riddle is that when living with her, it creates a prohibition. Living only. This scenario, the same result will take place if you do chalitza. Right? You're looking for what, what's the answer? She becomes usher to the one to one of the brothers who gave her kedushin. She'll be usher if you do chalitza to her also. Uh, what's the, why, it's not lavdafka evil. So the Gemara says, um, First of all, why does it have to be lived with her, even if you did maimer, even if another br- brother did kedushin? So the Gemara says, no, because we pass an ein maimer achar maimer. You can't do two maimers in a row. Fine. The, the problem with that riddle is that if one of the brothers, instead of living with her, just does chalitza, is it the same result? Yes, it's the same result. So therefore, it's not it's not a good answer to the riddle. Okay, you're right. Elam Rav Yechon and Saita. Attempt number four. Saita. Right? When a woman secludes the, with a man, she becomes a Saita. If the husband... This is the answer. This is the riddle. If the husband lives with her, she becomes Aser to the one she's secluded with. Kavachaymer, your wife's sister, will become Aser to the wife. So now we're, tr- we're plugging in. It's a Sota. And by the way, this is the easy stuff. This is so far so, so easy. This is this. Is. Oh, oh, yeah. This is not the part that 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 kept me up last night. The, so far, so good. That that the that plugging in is a sota, and this is the riddle. The riddle goes: if a sota lives with a husband after they're not allowed to, right? After they seclude, they're not supposed to be with the husband. If she lives with the husband, she can't be with the with the adulterer anymore, it becomes a trigger that she's usher, the, the usher to the adulterer. Kavachormi, your wife's sister will usher your wife. Bingo. Adam made a good point. She's not usher to the adulterer when she lives with her husband. The second they seclude together, the adulterer was now out. So what's uh, the... the com- Correct. Meaning, meaning the second she secluded with that man, she is usher to, unless she drinks the water and is innocent, she is usher to that man forever, regardless of anything. Status quo, she's usher. You don't have to live with him to become usher. That's exactly the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara says, Saita. Saita Laman. That's that's it's usher to the it's usher to the to the to the adulterer anyway. The answer is okay. Rather, saita uh, saita means like this. You know what saita means? Saita just means an eshesesh. In other words, plug in the riddle like this. 
if in Aishas Ish, if a woman lives commits adultery, she becomes usher to her husband. So your wife's sister, you should become usher to the wife. This is what we had originally. The answer is it's just the answer to the riddle is if a lesser avera Aishas Ish, if a woman commits adultery, she becomes usher to her husband. So then your wife's sister should become usher to the wife. That's, that's the original original option. Should become usher to the wife. If when you commit adultery, you become usher, you become usher to the husband, and the husband was the one who created the problem, so your wife's sister should become usher to the wife because the wife is the one who creates the problem. If you live with your wife's sister, you should become usher to the wife. Why? Because the wife is the cause of the iser of your wife's sister. Adultery. If adultery creates a problem with the husband, your wife's sister creates a problem for the wife. So the Gemara says, Why is Eshesish called an Eshesish? Go to the next page. It's Amrava, Eshesish. It is. Why is Eshesish called a, a lighter Avera? Because the answer is, Because Eshesish is not Aser for the, for, for the rest of one's life. It's a, there's a way to remove the Avera, and that is through divorce. As opposed to your wife's sister, does not get removed through divorce. Okay. We have a Brysa that basically says this riddle out, uh, just speaks it out that it's talking about Eshes Ish. Abachanan Oimer, Mishum Ravalozer, Eshes Ish, So if Eshes Ish, which is not as severe if you live with a married woman, the prohibitor, the husband, becomes prohibited. If you live with the wife's sister, the wife should be Aser. So why, so why, why do we say the wife's mother? That's why there's a Pasuk. Okay. Now, we get to the fun part. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Uh, let, me, let me speak outside for a few minutes. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. The basic premise of the Mishnah is you're told that your wife died. You live with, you marry her sister. The wife shows up, you're allowed to go back to the wife. Right? Because the Avera, it was accidental, and it doesn't affect the wife. Fine. Rav Yaisi had a different shita. Rav Yossi held that if that woman was married, so how, what, how, you, how do you live with a married woman? So she's told at the same time that her husband also died. So she thinks she's single, but she's a married woman. Exactly. So if Rav Yossi, is un, Rav Yossi says if the, wife, if the wife was a married woman, yeah, the, woman, the sister-in-law was a married woman. So you're told, you're with your sister-in-law. A guy comes in and says, hey, your wife and your husband both died. You're both single. So you're like, okay, that's sad. Process. You're like, let's get married, okay? So you marry the wife's sister. Then they both show up. So the Rabbanon say, the Rabbanon will look at it like this. The husband can go back to his wife, meaning you can go back to the wife, but she can't go back to her husband because she was a married woman who committed adultery. You you, you lived with her sister-in-law, but you lived with your wife's sister. You can go back with your wife. She cannot go back with her husband because she committed adultery. Rav Yaisi feels that if this process ossered one, we osser both. According to Rav Yossi, if she's a married woman, in other words, according to Rav Yossi, if she's a married woman and she can't go back to her husband, you can't go back to your wife. 
That, that, that's Rav Yossi Shita. Good? It's the, it's, I guess it's the severity of the situation. If, if your act ended one marriage, we're going to end yours. I think that that's the svar. It's more of a, it's a, it's the severity of the actions itself. That's Rav Yossi Shita. Now, here's the problem with Rav Yossi Shita. Rav Yossi, when his Lashon in the Mishnah is, Kol if you prohibit others, you're prohibited. So far, so good. That's what he said. But then he said, But if you don't prohibit, you're not prohibited. So Rav Yossi himself kind of alluded that there's a scenario where he's lenient. Like the way I just described it to you, Rav Yossi is being super strict. He's saying that if the woman that you, the wife's sister was married, she's usher, so you're usher. But he ended the Mishnah with There's a scenario where Yossi's lenient. What's that? That's what we're going to be dealing with till the end of the death. What's the scenario where Yossi's lenient? Because it seems to be pretty binary. The Rabbanon are lenient, and the Rabbanon always say the same thing, which is, your wife's fine, your wife's sister, if she's married, is not fine. That's the Rabbanon Shita. And Yossi's like, no, no, if your wife's sister is married, she's not fine, you're not fine. But Rav Yossi then added that line of, if you don't prohibit, they're not prohibited. I mean, Rav Yossi kind of alluded that there's a scenario where he's also lenient. What's that case? That's what we're going to try to figure out from here until the end of the Yom. Let's see it inside. My come Rav Yossi. Well, what is Rav Yossi referring to? The Tanakama was saying that if, she, if the wife's sister is a married woman, so she's Aser, because she's a married woman, but your wife is Mutter. The Kamala Rav Yossi, now, if Rav Yossi is just being lenient and saying they're both permitted, that can't be because he said they're both prohibited. But if he just said they're both prohibited, he also said there's a case where they're lenient. So what's the scenario where Rav Yossi is lenient? The Gemara says, Rav Yossi implied a certain stringency. So, okay, so what does Rav Yossi hold? Like I said, so rather, the Pashup Shad of Rav Yossi is what I said, that if your wife's sister was married, she's Aser, so you're Aser. Here's the problem. So what does Rav Yossi mean when he says that line of there's a scenario where Rav Yossi is lenient? Meaning, in other words, I get when Rav Yossi is strict, I don't understand when Rav Yossi is lenient. That's the question. So the Gemara says like this. There's two answers. The first answer is a lot easier than the second. Let's go with the first. First. I'm going to read this until the brackets, and then I'll explain. Okay, Ravashi says like this. It's actually, it's, it's quite simple if you put it all together. The Tanakama Shita is, I don't care about the wife's sister. The wife is always going to be permitted. The wife's sister could be single. The wife's sister could be married. I don't care. If she's married, then the wife's sister is also, but the wife is permitted. If she's single, the wife's wife is permitted. The, the Tanakama does not care 
about what the wife's sister status is. If she's a married woman, then she's messed up. Sorry, but your wife is going to be prohibited. That's a ton of calm. Rav Yossi said, no, well, if, if, if she's going to be prohibited, then your wife's prohibited. So why did Rav Yossi make it sound like there's a scenario when it's okay? The answer is, if you remember, a woman that commits adultery, right? There is a scenario where she's allowed to go back to her husband, and that's rape. If you remember a few dafim ago, we had a Mishnah that said, if a woman remarries, meaning a woman marries someone else because two witnesses said that her husband died, two, the halach is that that's akin to rape, and she can go back to her husband. So if Yossi just meant like this, there is a scenario where your wife's sister is married and everything's fine. What's the case? Where two witnesses tell you, guys, that the husband died and your wife died. If two witnesses tell her, right, you're sitting with your wife's sister, two witnesses come forward and say, hey, bad news, your wife's dead, your wife's, you, your wife's sister, her husband's dead. They're told from two witnesses that they're, that they're single. They marry each other. That's akin to rape, halachically. The, the, the spouses show up. The wife's sister can go back to her husband because she was told by two witnesses Meaning, when are we machmer? Is when there's one witness. But if there's two witnesses, it's actually akin to rape. She can actually go back. So Rav Yossi just meant like this. Not every scenario. Rav Yossi, his shita is, if your wife's sister is married, it's a problem. But not every time. If your wife's sister is permitted to her husband, i.e. there were two witnesses, then you can go back to your wife. If she got married based on one witness, so one witness tells the wife, the wife's sister, meaning two witnesses come and tell you your wife's dead because the husband always has to have two witnesses. But then one witness shows up and says to the wife's sister, your husband died, so she remarries based on one witness, so she's not allowed to, that's, that's considered adultery. She can't go back to her husband, then you're not allowed to go back to your wife. That's the first approach of understanding Rav Yossi, and that's the easier approach. I'm just going to explain for the next few minutes. And now, Rav Yitzchak Okay, let me, this is what I was, okay, let me explain. Rav Yitzchak Nafcha's is like this. Rav Yitzchak holds like this. He has a completely radical viewpoint on why a woman is prohibited to her husband if she, if she married someone else based on one witness, right? We had a couple Mishnayis ago. If a woman is told that her husband died by one witness and she marries someone else and the husband shows up, she's not allowed to go back to her first husband. Why? So we said because it's considered adultery. I, she did nothing wrong. And so she did something wrong because she should have looked into it. That was, she should have investigated. That, that was always the approach. Raviz Gnafla has a completely radical new viewpoint. His sheet is like this. He actually looks at it as rape. It is rape. If you marry based on one witness, no, no fault of your own. He does not require investigation. He doesn't care. He has a completely different sheet. What's the problem? So why is it that when you marry based on one witness, you can't go back to your husband? He says like this. It's very simple. She's married. Rachel's married to Reuven. Yeah? Reuven's, uh, Rachel's told Reuven died. One witness. So Rachel marries Shimon. Reuven shows up. So the Mishnah says you can't go back to Reuven. So we said, because adultery. Maybe it's, not, it's not adultery. It's very simple. People are going to think she was married to Reuven. Reuven divorced her. Right? They don't know that he went away and, and, and they thought, they just think they got divorced. Then they're going to know she married Shimon. They're going to think that was a valid marriage. They're going to think she got divorced. If she goes back to Reuven, people are going to think that it's a Master Grushaso. 
That's Rav Yitzchak Nafcha's issue. It makes sense. So if, if she was married to Reuven and then Reuven went away and they, they thought he was dead and then she married Shimon based on that testimony and then Reuven shows up, she can't go back. It's not because of adultery. It's just a bad optic. It looks like she was married to Reuven, got divorced, married Shimon, got divorced, and went back to Reuven, which is Masa Grushasa. Ah, now here's the thing though. If that's the concern, then what's the problem with your wife's sister? What, what are you concerned about? Right? You, you, you're, you're married to your wife. You're told your wife died. You marry your wife's sister. Then your wife shows up. What would be the problem conceptually? What are people going to say? That you divorced your wife and then that you, that you divorced, that the wife's sister was divorced and then married you and then went back? You can't do that. You're not allowed to marry your wife's sister after divorce. So what's the concern? The only problem here optically, because again, it's all rape. It's just an optic issue. The only concern would be if your wife only had Kedushin. So you just did Kedushin with your wife, then she traveled, then you told that she died, then you marry your wife's sister. The reason why it's a problem is because people are going to think that you were actually not really married to your wife at all. So people are going to think is like this. This is what people are worried about. Right? According to Rav Yossi, if your wife's sister is married, so she's usher, so you're usher. So the question is, why is she usher? So you'll say, because she committed adultery. Ravizagnachla doesn't believe it's adultery. So what's the problem with your wife's sister going back to her husband? It's optics. What does it mean? People are going to think that your wife's sister, let's say your wife's sister was married to Shimon. People are going to think she was married to Shimon, got divorced. Then she married you, got divorced, then she went back to the Shimon. Oh, Masa Gushasa. Promise you, you're not allowed to do that when it's your wife's sister. No, no, one, no one can think that she married you. The answer is, if you just did Kedushin with your wife, people are going to think that that marriage was not valid. So when you married your wife's sister, it wasn't marrying your wife's sister. You were just marrying a woman. Meaning, whether your wife's sister can go back to her husband, if you assume it's always rape, and therefore what will stop your wife's sister from going back to her husband is optics, it's only going to be an optic problem if you did Kedushin with your wife where people could think the Kedushin was not typhus, it was a toast, it was not a real marriage. Because if, uh, uh, very simple, not very simple, hard. If you're, with, if you're with your wife, if you're married to your wife fully, yeah, a man, Reuven and Shimon, Reuven is married to Rachel, Shimon is married to Rachel's sister. You're told that your wife, I forgot their names already. You're married to your wife. I forgot their names. You're married to your wife, fully married. And then you're told, hey, your wife died and you marry her sister. And then the husband shows up. The wife's sister can't go back. Why? It's not adultery. So what's the problem? I'll tell you the problem. People are going to think that your wife's sister was married to that guy, got divorced. Then she married you, got divorced. Then she went back to him. She can't marry you if you're married to her sister. So how could people have thought that? If Rav Yitzchak holds it's all rape, and the whole problem is people are going to think you were legitimately married, they couldn't think you're legitimately married because it's your wife's sister. What's the answer? The only time it's a problem is if you just did Kedushin with your wife. So people will think you were never really married to your wife. So she's not marrying her brother-in-law, her wife's sister's brother. They were never married. So people will actually think that your marriage to your wife was a sham, was a void marriage, it was null and void because it was just Kedushin, and therefore it was undone. And when you married your wife's sister, it wasn't your wife's sister at all. It was a random lady. 
And people actually think that she got married to her husband, got divorced, married you legitimately, and then get divorced and back to her husband, and people think it's Masa Grishasa. That's the situation where if Yaisi holds it's a problem. But if you're fully married to your wife, then it's fine. Because what's the concern? It's all rape anyway. So why can't she go back to her husband? Oh, people are going to think she got divorced from her husband, married you, got divorced, then married her husband, Masa Grishasa. How could they think that she married, at, married you? How could people think that she married her wife's sister? Her, 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 her sister's husband. How could she think that? Her sister's husband. How could, it's a brother-in-law. A brother-in-law? Yeah, how could, she, how could people think they're married brother-in-law? They can't. I mean, according to Rabbi Zaganafka, it's not adultery anyway. It's all optics. There's no optics of people thinking she married her brother-in-law. Everyone knows you can't marry your brother-in-law. The only time you could is if you just did Kedushin and people will think that Kedushin was not Chal, so she's not your brother-in-law at all. She's a guy who your sister tried to marry and it didn't work out. Well, yes, but I, I, I'd, I'd appreciate if you don't do this, Adam. We are holding by a thread. So that's Rav Yitzchak Let's see it inside. Rav Yitzchak This is why. I know that there was a hockey game last night. I, I'm not a hockey fan anyway, but I did not watch the Rangers. I did this stuff over and over until my brain turned into mush. I, I, I'm getting it a little bit. Rav Yitzchak Really, the case is Hada Azli Arusasa Vigisa, Hada Azli Ishta Vigisa. The Kamatanakama, Loishna Ishta Vigisa, Loishna Arusasa Vigisa, Ishta Gisa, Surve Ishta Sharia. The Tanakama feels that it's pretty binary. If your wife's sister is married, she's going to be usher to her husband, but you'll be mutter to your wife. Kamalir of Yosi, your Yosi says, no. Ishta Vigisa, when your wife and you are fully married. And therefore, there's no way that people could have questioned that relationship. And there's no rape by your wife's sister anyway. So what's the problem? Optics become a delekalamatsu So your wife's sister can go back to her husband because there's no optic issue, because nobody's gonna think that she was actually married to you. And there's no rape issue. So she can go back to her husband. She can go back to her husband, you can go back to your wife. But when you were never fully married to your wife, it was just Kedushin, so people can think that that marriage was never Chal. Meaning, and you could have married her sister legitimately, then people are going to say like this. They're going to think that your wife's sister was married to her husband, got divorced, married you legitimately, because the Kedushin was never Chal with your wife, and then she got divorced and went back to her husband, so because there's an optic issue, that marriage is off. If that marriage is off, your marriage is off. Okay, I'm Rav Yudamashmuel. So we have two interpretations of Rav Yossi. We have Rav Ashi, and then we have Rav Yitzchak Navcha. Rav Yitzchak Navcha is a revolutionary idea, which is that the issue when a woman remarries based on one witness is not um, adultery, it's optics. That's if Yitzchak Navcha is like major mahalach. We'll end with this. I'm Rav Yudamashmuel. Halacha ke Rav Yossi. Rav Yudamashmuel says the halacha follows Rav Yossi. Mamish two minutes. The halacha follows Rav Yossi. Okay, now the question is, when Shmuel said the halacha follows Rav Yossi, which version of Rav Yossi? Which interpretation of Rav Yossi? You have Rav Ashi, which is more of the classic interpretation that we've had. Then Rav Yitzchak which is more of a revolutionary idea, which is that the issue when a woman uh, lives with someone else and then her husband shows up is not an issue of adultery, it's an issue of optics. That's the second version. That's Rav Yitzchak Navcha. So when Shmuel said the halacha follows Rav Yossi, which version did he do? Which, which version is he following? So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, Maskler Rav Yosef, 
Well, two more minutes, then we'll stop. Mazik says, I have a kasha. Did Shmuel actually say that the halacha follows Rav Yossi? And again, we're assuming that's the second version of Rav Yossi, which is it's an optics issue. And the only time it's going to be a problem is if you just had Kedushin, because people will think that the Kedushin was never really Chal, allowing your wife's sister to marry you legitimately. Is that true? The Bryce says like this, Yavama, in the case of a Yavama, I'll just do that as fast as I can. Yavama, Rav Amar Harei Keshish Ish, If you marry a Yavama, we'll see what the case is in a moment. It's a machloikas whether she can go back to her husband. What's the case? Amravuna, Kiddish Achavesa Isha. The case is like this Your brother is Makadish a woman. So Reuben is Makadish Rachel. Vahalacham Dinasayam. Then Reuben leaves. And you're told that Reuben died. So you have Reuben is Makadish a woman. You're told that Reuven dies, so you think, okay, I should do Yivam, right? That's, that's Yivam, I, I gotta do Yivam. You take her in Yivam, and then Reuven shows up. So the question is, can she go back to her, her husband? So Rav Omar Harekeshish, Rav says no. Why? Even if you hold like Rav Nafcha, right? You can either say that it's adultery, but even if you want to say it's not adultery, right? She basically was married to two people at the same time, right? She was married to Reuven. They thought Reuven died, so she did Yibam, and then Reuven shows up. So Rav says she's usher to her husband. She and Reuven have to leave. Oh, so we'll get to it in a second. So Shmuel says, Shmuel says it's permitted. Why? Because Shmuel doesn't believe, Shmuel believes it's all rape, right? Like the second version. He believes it's all rape. So what's the problem? Optics? What's the optics that people think that she was married to one brother, got divorced, married the other brother, got divorced, then went back to the first husband as Masakushazo? You can't marry two brothers. Everyone knows that. So Rav, why does Rav say it's a problem? Because Rav believes Mamish like Nacha. Rav believes that not only is it an optics issue, but people are gonna say that when your brother married her because it was just Kedushin, the Kedushin was never really Chal. So what ended up happening? It was she was never really married to your brother. She married you, got divorced, and now she can't go back to her brother because it looks like she's looks like your brother is marrying his his brother's divorcee. That's the issue. Shmuel says Shmuel sort of takes the shita but doesn't take the shita. Shmuel says it's not adultery. So why do they go back together? Because what's the problem? Optics? What optics? That you think what? That she was married to one brother, got divorced, married the other. One knows it doesn't work. Rav believes that it's a problem of optics. Rav believes that people will say the kedushin was never chal. Meaning, so she was never actually married to the brother. She just married you for the first time, and now she can't marry the brother because you can't marry your brother's wife, divorcee. But Shmuel says, she's motor, why? It's an optics issue, and we're not concerned that people will think the Kedusha is never chal. So how could Shmuel say that we passed Nagar Yaisi? That there are times where we think the Kedusha is not chal. Over here, he's saying we're not concerned that people will think the Kedusha is not chal. So I'll end with this. This last part's tough if you rewatch it probably four or five times. It'll make sense. The Gemara ends off. First of all, when Shmuel said the halacha follows Rav Yossi, why do you assume that he went with the second approach, with the revolutionary approach, and now you're asking Kajas, maybe he goes with the first approach, Rav Ami's approach. Inami, like Adar Rav Nafcha, you know, we'll, we'll actually, we'll end with this. Um, actually, one more line. And even if you follow Rav Nafcha, which is the second approach, Rav Nafcha said that there's a situation which is Aser and a situation which is Mutter. 
How do you know that when Shmuel says we pass like Rav Yossi, he was talking about the Osir approach, maybe he was only talking about the Mutter approach. And therefore, Hitaka does not concern that people will think the marriage is not chal, but that's consistent with at least half of Rav Yitzchak Nafcha's version of Rav Yossi.